This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome back, baseball family. This week, we're going to talk about Anthony Rendon, Diamond Sports Updates with the Bally Streaming Services, and your D-backs, Mount Rushmore, right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Baseball family, welcome back to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am helping drive this boat today, and I got Mr. Bradmaster here with me. How are you, Brad? I'm doing well. We got some rain. It's very exciting when we get rain around here. For me, lots of reasons, but yeah, Yeah. it's nice. I like it. (laughs) You know what the rain in Spain does, right? Stays mostly in the plane. Mainly in the plane. Mainly. Well, you never know. Mostly and mainly. It's essentially the same thing. Now we're in a semantic battle. Baseball family, your public service announcement for this Tuesday morning is that spring training is officially 21 days away from now. That puts opening day 66 very short days away. And I can't wait. It's, I just can't. I can't believe that it's 66. When I put that on there, I was like, what in the what (laughs) we are that close yeah it is very much a not long time that's how i would say that (laughs) that's a perfect way to put it very much not long (laughs) very much not a long time okay baseball family before we get into this any deeper i must admit that i got got okay i got porched if you don't know what that is go look it up but it happened to me and i'm not the only one okay i got got because the internet is undefeated that's first reason Never there are three reasons why I got got. Okay, first is the internet is undefeated. Okay, number two is all reports do indicate that Giancarlo Stanton is trimming out. He is smaller and leaner than he has been ever before that we've seen. Uh, I mean, it, it legitimately looked like in that picture, Brig. I was shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. The and and he is trimmer, and that's not the problem. The problem was the quote. That he attributed it to IKF. That is the problem. Now, the third reason I got got is because I want so badly for that to be true. <laughs> Not only do I want Giancarlo Stanton to lean out, to pick up some speed, to play more small ball and not rely entirely on the long ball and all of that, but that was such poetry for me in giving credit to IKF, who no longer is a member of the New York Yankees, etc. The whole thing was too good to be true in my mind. And guess what? It is too good to be true because I got got. <laughs> so there's my uh there's my official retraction. Thank you for everyone who told me that, that I got got because I did. Y'all you know right. you know what subsection of you of the internet is undefeated? What? The YouTube comment section. Undefeated. That's true. <laughs> Y'all are sharp. Okay. <laughs> and they'll they'll let you know. They'll let you know every time. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. All right, let's move on. Anthony Rendon is making some waves right now. For those of you who who don't know who Anthony Rendon is, you're not alone. 
Uh, he well, he is hasn't the guy played baseball, so sometimes plays third know? base for the Angels. You know, sometimes he doesn't. In fact, I would say most of the time he doesn't. But sometimes he does when he's not doing that and he's not hiding somewhere. Apparently, he's doing podcast interviews. <laughs> and he came on the Jack Vita, Vita, Jack Vita show, and uh, he was asked what he would do if he were in charge of Major League Baseball. How would he change it? What you know? What would he do? And he intended this comment to be rather lighthearted. However, it's a bad look either way. I think so. Well, here's, I mean, they always say there's a little bit, of, there's a little bit of truth in every joke, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that <laughs> I think there's a lot of truth in this joke. I think so too. So uh, he hates his job and doesn't want to come right out and admit it. But he said, "We got to shorten the season, man." It's too many dang games. We got to shorten this bad boy up. Now, that's some paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, this came up on the show. My question is why are we asking that guy? Like, <laughs> well, he didn't ask him about the season. He just said if you could change one thing. And it was, yeah, I, I get true. it. You know, like we used to ask, what's an unpopular opinion you have? Unfortunately, we didn't ask about baseball because that's what we wanted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that happened a couple of times. <laughs> but, like, if we had him on our show and we said, what's one unpopular opinion you have about baseball, this is probably the answer we would get. True. Not it's the one we're looking would... for, but the one we would get is that the season yeah. is too long, right? Oh, well, yeah. okay, there you go, you know? Yeah, and it probably and so, is the way he feels, and it probably is the way a lot of other people feel. But yeah, it doesn't mean they're right, and because they're wrong, you know that's the real. Because your opinion there. can be wrong. That's a whole yeah. thing. Oh, you you can be wrong. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and so the thing that I think, well, first off, so I mean, when you say sometimes he plays third base for the Angels, like you're not kidding. The dude has not played in more than 58 games in a season in the last four years. He played 52 during COVID, so that's the highest percentage of games he's played, but. Small sample size, nonetheless, and he's played in exactly 200 games since the 2020 season, like including the 2020 season for the Just Angels. Sit in 362 two. game seasons and one 60 game season. I'm not going to do the math because I got a microphone in front of me, but somebody else can. And there you go. Like, yeah, small it's percentage bad. of games. Yeah. So, so Jonathan Papelbon has since he hung it up, the dude has pulled the gloves off. And he is just lighting up the internet with whatever he wants. It is, I'm here for it. It's so funny. It's so awesome. He gets on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it now and says, he played with Rendon. He says, I played with Rendon, literally hates baseball. He's like, <laughs> yeah, it's long. Isn't that what you signed up for? <laughs> Three question marks. Just tell the team you want to play half the season. And give back half your salary. Four exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> Four exclamation points. Four slammers, as they Four say. Slammers. It might have been five. Let me count. One, two, who cares? It's more than four. That's a lot. <laughs> so funny. So I, but I agree with him. I'm like, look, the dude does not want to play baseball. And we called it a couple of times last season where we were like, is this, is he just copping out? Right. And then other other guys did the same thing, and we started kind of tongue in cheek calling it the rent pulling a Rendon. 
Where yeah, you're just like, did. ow, yeah. I'm hurting. I can't play. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny, though? Like like he said, like it's long. Isn't that what he signed up for? David Sampson has said before on his show, I think he was talking about, um, he was talking about Kawhi Leonard because mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard is the one who started really getting heavy involved with the current like load management technique, yeah. strategy, I guess you can call it, where like you have your star play like, 70% of the regular season games, then they're fresh for the playoffs, right? Yeah, right. But and the, the thing with Kawhi Leonard was there was he's like, Well, my knee is just not healthy enough to play in 82 games. And Samson's like, if you're not healthy enough to play in 82 games, you're not healthy enough to play in the NBA. Like with Major League Baseball, yeah, well, there's only a handful of guys who play 162, right? I get it. That's a lot of games, right? He's oh, not yeah. wrong, he's not wrong about that. A lot it's of games, true. not a lot of days off. I get it. For sure. Right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, you sign up for 162 games. If you cannot mentally or physically hack the 162-game grind, even sitting on the bench for 10 games and being involved in the, with the team for those games where you're not playing, you cannot hack Major League Baseball. And that's all right. there is to it. Yep. If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. You can go coach baseball and make a lot of money because – Clearly, you're very good at it. You know a lot about it, and you can teach some kids to totally. play it really, really well. Like, he's made his money. If he's done with Major League Baseball, he can go right off into the shadows or whatever and coach baseball. Right. Or he, could find, he might find Jacoby Ellsbury. Hang out on a beach somewhere. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like he has the mental – I don't want to say the mental ability, but the mental drive to play a full Major League season. Yes. based on what he said here right yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. To, he to, it feels like he's reached a point where the where a guy who of a guy who wants to hang it up yeah i agree and yeah for just like you said for me this just confirms what we are we're all kind of wondering yeah. right and by yeah. all i mean me and you so <laughs> all two of us <laughs> all two of us that's a streak <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> two in a row. <laughs> two in a row. <laughs> Let's move on. The Astros. The Astros uh, have some news. Okay, so the, the I couldn't come up with anything more creative than news, Brig. I'm sorry. I tried. The Astros have news. <laughs> they are newsing right now. So Actively. the biggest news is actually the absence of news. If you can wrap your brain around that one, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman will both be free agents after the 2024 season, after this season. And we have yet to see any extension talks from the Astros organization to those two players. Because that hasn't happened, everybody's getting a little squirrely. I think by now... Honestly, I would if I was an Astros fan, because you get to the point, right, where it's like, okay, so if it starts to look like we're not going to run it back... Do you trade them? Right. What are we gonna do? What happens with these guys? Yeah. They could they could go with the Carlos Correa, let him finish out the season, and then just let him walk. They absolutely could a deal and then let him walk. Let him walk right into a Dior. See what happens. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'll never forget him saying that. Or do they do they trade him? Or I, I, if I'm an Astros fan, I'm feeling i don't know toyed with maybe but if i'm alex bregman and jose altuve i'm feeling 
a little I'm bit maybe just, disrespected. Yeah, that's the word I was going to say. Yeah. And honestly, I, I think as an Astros fan, you've got enough built-up arrogance over the last almost decade with these guys. Sure. You're like, they'll come back. Yeah. They'll come back. You know? Well, and they've proven that over and over, so. Yeah. But, well, I mean, kind of. I mean, George I mean, Springer enough, and they, Carlos Correa walked. Yeah, right? that's true. That's true. Garrett Cole walked. First chance he got was out the door. So did Verlander, and then and he Verlander right did. Back. So I don't. Maybe you can't have that kind of confidence of in it. You know, I don't know. It's interesting. It's it is. It's very interesting. It's going to be something to keep an eye on. I'm I'm fascinated by this because I would love for one, if not both, of those guys to leave the AL West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, you would <laughs> <laughs> go somewhere else. That's Brad's go to the entire West. goal. Is go to L.A. The rest I don't AL care. West bad, so that his <laughs> Mariners can be good. <laughs> Not the because they're good, because everyone else is just bad now. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with winning the worst you'll, division in baseball if that's what it takes, take Brig. <laughs> still a division title, still playoff berth. It's you got so a chance. Funny. I don't I even care. Totally agree with you. Take the AL Central at this point. point. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last bit of Astros news. Kendall Graveman has gone down with an injury. He's going to need Tommy John surgery. Shoulder, shoulder injury. Oh, shoulder right? surgery. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've got that note wrong. He's going to need shoulder surgery. Super unfortunate. Uh, he's going to miss a bunch of time. But Josh Hader has now been signed in as his sort of a, to backfill the position. Josh Hader was secured on a five-year, $95 million deal. Now that, you want to tell him this piece, Brad? You do, don't so, you? So first <laughs> off, Hader was looking for more than more money than what Edwin Diaz got. He got five years, 105. Yeah. But he came in and he settled for five years, 95. So this is the thing that's crazy is that it's not like the Astros are like hurting for a closer, right? They've got Ryan Presley still. Yep. The dude is nails. And so yep. now you bring in Hater, and I get it. You've got your setup man, you've got your closer, or you've got rotating closers. You've always got a fresh closer in this situation. Totally. Always. Right. So it's a good move for them. It I don't know. It well, kind of makes me crazy. Panic is no slouch. Yeah, like they they have a really, really good bullpen. And yeah. it just got better. But the thing that's crazy about this whole thing is that Hater is gonna make more money this year than Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> Hater's making yeah. 19. Acuna's making 17 million. That's that, banana pancakes. Yeah. And and this is the other thing is like I like I said, I get it. Hater is a great pitcher, but I saw yeah. a side-by-side comparison of him and Andres Munoz, and it was pretty close. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I would not give Andres Munoz five years 95. Not even close. You're not alone. And I love the dude. I love the sure. dude, but no way am I giving him that kind of money. Yeah. Well, so it's a lot of money for a closer, reliever, setup man, whatever he's going to end up being. And I get it. Like the Mets gave all that money to Diaz, but still, it's bananas. It, the trumpets. Josh Hader doesn't have the trumpets. So, <laughs> paying for happen. the trumpets. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> It puts butts in seats, bro. It does. It does. It, does. it just and does. Gets, and gets eyes on social media. It just it does. Clicks. Okay. It's all so of I'm, I'm telling you. All right. So yep. that's what you would not pay for a really good reliever. Okay. What would you pay for a pretty good starter who maybe has won the Cy Young recently and uh, has won twice now? 
and happens to be a free agent. <laughs> what what would I pay for a yeah. really good starter? Yeah. Well, I know who we're talking about. So there is, I do have a hang up because I hate walks. That's right. Like, that's the big thing. We got, oh man, Mm, control issues. And, but at the same time, it's almost like he's effectively wild because it works for him. So, you know, that that he's going to walk guys, but still, he's not going to, he's not going to let him score. So, we're talking about Blake Snell baseball family blake snell still has yet to sign with anybody he's just hanging out there in the free agency limbo the yankees we all learned recently the yankees were the only team and i know it's so far but we we only have a couple of weeks until spring training starts so he the yankees are the only team that has even offered him a deal and that was a six-year 150 million dollar deal now we all know he was looking for like 240, right? Yeah. But that's a pipe. Two, I think he was looking for like what was it 240 over 10, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Or seven at the least, right? Yeah. Well, because he's a this this is the thing. He's a Boris client. He yeah. wants as many years as he can get with obviously yeah. as much money as he can get. And because totally. he's a Boris client, he's just gonna sit. He's yeah, just gonna sit as long as possible and i'm surprised brig that it actually came out that the yankees were the only team to offer him so far because scott boris scotty b is <laughs> it's infamous for the oh there's a mystery team yes oh yeah there is dude. a mystery he, team out there offering. So the fact that this came out makes me think that somebody in his camp somebody in the scott boris world decided that it was best that we all know nobody else made an offer i doubt or this this is the other thing is i wonder if somebody is bugged like somebody in snell's camp not so much scotty Mm. b's camp but snell's camp is bugged that he didn't take the deal and he didn't take the deal because it wasn't good enough for his agent oh somebody is really irritated that he's He's not with a team. He was offered yeah. good money to go play for a really good team. Yeah. What, or what could be a really good team this year. It, yeah. Right. You were at it right the first time. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but he, there's a, there's potential that he missed out there. And for a really, yeah. a huge opportunity to play for the biggest yeah, brand yeah. in baseball, one of the yeah. biggest brands in the world. Yeah. Like the amount of money that you're turning down in off the field. Like endorsements, Deals. yeah, exactly. Massive. That's a ton of money. Crazy. And the fact that you're a two-time Cy Young winner, you're playing for the Yankees. Yeah, you're dude. getting national brand deals, guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. You're gonna get like, the love. Who man. cares if you're not getting that extra year? It'll be made up for, and then some with your endorsement deals. Yeah, and you're gonna be on a on a rotation with Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon and Nasty Nestor. You know what I mean? Like that's with uh, Marcus Stroman and Stroman. Well, I guess, I guess Stroman there. now that now that he turned him down, right? Because they took that money and gave it to Stroman. Yeah, but it, it's a massive opportunity that he turned down. I don't think it was Snell who turned it down. It was his agent who did it. I'll bet you're right. And I'll I, bet the agent went, "No, man, just wait. there's got to be there's got to be a point. I think where guys are like, at what point is the juice not worth the squeeze with Boris?" That 
I want to play baseball. I want to get on a team where I'm comfortable. I'm going to win. I'm going to do yeah. well, and I'm going to get paid. What's an extra year? And I know like Snell had the whole thing during the COVID season, right? Where he didn't want to go out there unless he yeah. was going to be, unless he's guaranteed to get paid. I don't know if yeah. that was him talking or if that was a line he was fed by his agent. I don't know. Doesn't matter. The optics are on him. Right. And so obviously he cares about his money. But I'm serious, man. Like he would have made so much money off the field yep. that he's now missing out on that he's not going to get in the other market. So like if he ends up with Minnesota, let's say, or something oh, crazy, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like he can go what? be a spokesman for the Mayo Clinic and not make nearly as much as what he would have done doing, I don't know, something in New York. I don't know. I what, know. Anything. They have. K-A-R-S cars for kids. There you go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> if you listen to Yankees baseball, you'll know what I'm talking about. There. <laughs> that's like, uh, that's like anytime I listen to the Mariners games on the radio, I always yeah. get the, the beacon plumbing ads with Bobby Wagner for the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Quit freaking yeah. get beacon. uh one last thing on kind of the hot stove stuff is aroldis chapman signed with the pirates (laughs) yeah he signed with the pirates on a one-year 10.5 million dollar deal and it's not chump change that's pretty good money it's good money and and he's not worth that uh Here's the thing. I was I was thinking about this, and I think this is what happened. I think he's counting on. I think he and possibly the Pirates are counting on something happening this year, like what happened last year, and he signed with the Royals. He signed with the Royals as a landing spot. Yeah, and the Royals brought him in. Yeah, to sell off to to flip. Yep. Right. And the and they the got playoff push. Yeah, because they got some pieces at the deadline. So I think yeah. the same thing is going to happen with the Pirates. The Pirates brought him in. They said, we'll pay you 10.5. We're going to flip you for prospects in July. That's and right. Chapman's like, you're going to flip me for prospects, and I'm going to go play for a contender and potentially get myself another ring as a rental. Bro, that is a great That's what's going theory. on. That's fantastic. Whew, that's good. I like that. I like that for everyone involved. Honestly, it works. It works out really well. It works yeah. out for Chapman. He's getting 10 five. It works out for the pirates. Cause they're going to get some prospects or some dudes. And then whoever yeah. he goes to is going to get a solid, solid harm in the eighth inning, seventh or eighth yeah. inning. And seventh or eighth. Yeah, I agree. That's freaking sweet, man. I dig it. All right. Last bit of news. We're just going to uh, jump back on to what we covered last week. Uh, about the Diamond Sports slash Bally Sports Network, which is the regional sports network under Diamond. They have this big bankruptcy thing that's been going on. If you want an update on it, go listen to last week's episode. But the there's update is up above Briggs Head. There's a card. Okay, so here are the updates based on what we know from last week. It was a bunch of stuff up in the air, still technically up in the air. The courts have not finalized that this is okay yet, as far as I'm aware. However, this is what is being discussed officially. Amazon has now come come in and bailed out Diamond from their bankruptcy problem. Okay, they did it. They there was a number of creditors, low level and junior creditors, that came together and pooled four. million to begin the sort of buyout, right? 
to save them from bankruptcy. Okay. But they were short and Amazon came in with $115 million. Which Jeff Bezos like keep that in his wallet? I think so. Or like maybe he found that in his couch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He lifted the the one mattress in his guest room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So Major League Baseball was also contending for that, you know, purchase decision, right? They want, they threw their hat in the ring as well. Amazon uh, ostensibly outbid Major League Baseball for, now this is just for the streaming rights, but it's not just for baseball. It's for hockey and basketball as well. So all now what this means is if this all gets approved by the courts, Amazon now will earn access to all Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, and National Baseball or Basketball Association teams for which Diamond owns the streaming rights. That means for baseball, there are now, if this gets approved, there will be five fan bases for baseball who will have a direct-to-consumer access to games via Amazon Prime. Those five teams are the Marlins, the Rays, the Tigers, the Brewers, and the Royals. This does not have anything to do with television broadcast rights. Okay, Diamond and Bally still retain televised broadcast rights, and that is an 11-team list Okay, to mm-hmm. include the five we've just talked about. And they are working on making deals with Minnesota, I think Atlanta or something, and... Uh, the other one. <laughs> I, can't I can't. I can't remember. Cincinnati. But I think it's Cincinnati. But this is such a great deal for, like, a lot of who doesn't have Amazon Prime at this point, right? Right. Like, Everybody's got people, Amazon Prime. Feels yeah, like. I think most people. Baseball family, if you don't have Amazon Prime, we want to know. Fire off in the comments and let us know. It's our assumption that most people that their most households have. Some version of Am- or you know, some access to Amazon Prime, one way or the other. Yeah. So if that's not you, we want to know. Challenge our assumptions here. But uh, but this is great. Like you said, keep going. Sorry, Brad. Oh no, that that's mostly <laughs> that's mostly it. Like it it's such a great deal for the fans yeah. to have access to these five. Like I watched a lot of Marlins games last year because I wanted to watch Luis Arias see if he could hit four hundred. I liked watching Jorge Soler. He's winning me a bunch of money and <laughs> the rays are good why not why why not watch a good team when you have a chance the royals have so many studs on that team yeah tune and watch the royals for free hello right totally. like yes come on now so i think this is great for fans this is such a good way to go and i really hope that things continue to trend in the right direction because the thing that's funny is that we like we rag on major league baseball and rob manford so much for the blackout restrictions yeah but it's not baseball it's the rsn's it's the regional sports networks they're like well of course we want to black it out because we're not getting money from subscriptions if people are streaming it right right so yeah baseball though is wanting to work toward eliminate blackouts and this is the first step and it's amazing it's so great and i agree All right, baseball family, stay tuned because when we take a short break, we're coming back and we're going to talk the Arizona Diamondbacks, Mount Rushmore. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, baseball family. So today we are going to get into another one of our Mount Rushmore segments. If you're watching on YouTube or uh, anywhere else we have this video posted, uh, you can see that I have my Arizona Diamondbacks hat on. So that's what we're doing. We're doing the Arizona Diamondbacks today. Not that old of a franchise. So Brig is going to tell us a little bit about that, a little bit of the history of the team, and then I will tell us about how the team name came to be. Take the away, Arizona Brig. Diamondbacks expanded into Major League Baseball in 1998. They've been with the league 26 years, puts them through 2023. That's 26 seasons. Their record is 1,998 wins to 2,112 losses. That puts them at a 486 win-loss percentage. They've had seven playoff appearances in that 26-season span, two pennants, one world championship. The winningest manager is Tori Lavolo, 495 wins to 537 losses. That's at a 480 win-loss percentage, and as we all know, sadly, it was 2001 was their World Series championship. <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. You <laughs> know, I think I've said this several times, but I know ex- I will forever remember exactly yeah. where I was standing in that yeah. play. That was oh, amazing. Yeah. But so I, my first, I don't know when your first introduction to the Diamondbacks was, Brig, but I was playing on like a competitive, kind of like a travel ball team, but we didn't travel like very far from home. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was 11 that year. 11. Yeah, I think it was 11 that year. And the Diamondbacks had not been officially like introduced as like a, ma- I don't think they'd been introduced as like a major league baseball team, or maybe they had, they, but they weren't playing yet. But mm-hmm. there was a team in our league that was the Diamondbacks that had these sick, purple pinstripe uniforms with these super cool purple hats and we we're like that and like we were the spartans like from michigan state we just had like green t-shirts and red and green hats and like they were yeah. sick but we saw that and we we're like dude that's legit yeah and so there's always been like a piece of me that's like a little bit i don't know because they weren't a team that like beat us like we went pretty pretty well back and forth so it's not like i had any angst towards them but it, yeah. they, it's been a team that's always had like a special like spot in my memory you know yeah mm-hmm. so that might be part of the reason i have a diamondbacks hat but that also like i think this is one of the sickest hats in baseball yeah it's pretty sweet so but anyway yeah. let's talk about how the team got its name shall we okay yeah like you said um award is an expansion franchise in 95 um and they did what any team has done in the past they had a name the team contest again this is according to teamnameorigin.com um so some of the nicknames that came through that could have been used were the rattlers the rattlers mm-hmm. the coyotes mm-hmm. scorpions and even brig the phoenix would have been pretty sick to be honest let's be honest 
that would be a pretty cool mascot. Um, yeah. The Rattlers, I think, is a, an indoor football league team. The Coyotes are now the hockey team. Mm-hmm. And Scorpions are Scorpions all over the place in this, in this state, so I could see why they wouldn't want to do that. But anyway, um, I said they, they should have gone with Arizona Phoenix, which would have resulted in <laughs> the universe exploding, according to this site. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. I still think that awesome but anyway the <laughs> owners decided to go with diamondbacks and this is yeah. why um because obviously that reflects the the desert and the rattlesnakes in the area and everything like that but also they felt like it was a clever reference to baseball's diamond in which the game is played on and if you notice brig I'm the noticing. field because every 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 team has unique dimensions of their outfield wall right yep. if you look at the Diamondbacks, the shape of the outfield wall, the whole field makes a diamond. Yep, I've seen which that. Which is super cool. It's flat across the top, goes down on the sides. It's like a Scrooge McDuck diamond shape. Yeah, that's it. right. Like a cartoon diamond. Yeah. 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 It's really cool, mm-hmm. and I like it a lot. Yeah, it, that's awesome. It's a little tribute to the team name. So very cool. That's really All cool, right. man. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, Brig, take us away with your first... Mount Rushmore nominee. All right. I'm going to go with the easy one. Um, and I didn't get into this earlier. Like I usually do with other teams because I didn't want to spoil the fun, but the first person on my list has his T has his number retired. Oh, as a okay. <laughs> now usually I do the, this many numbered retire retired numbers, Jackie okay. Robinson as well as everybody else, but I didn't want to do that because my first guy is on the list, and that guy's name is Randy Johnson. Gotta have, have Randy, Randy Johnson. Johnson. You have to. You have to. Hall of Fame, career war of 101.1. Okay, I got excited there. Did you notice? Okay. I did. Yeah. He... <laughs> Five-time Cy Young winner, Triple Crown, Hall of Famer. He played eight years in Arizona, which is his second longest tenured team, by the way. Eight years. Uh, Second only to Seattle. To Seattle. Yep. Ten years in Seattle, but eight years in Arizona. And during that time, World Series championships. Okay? The only World Series championship, but that's what he was there for that. That alone, plus the bird, you got <laughs> to give it to Randy Johnson. He also has one of the best nicknames in all of baseball, which is the big unit. And if for no other reason, one of the best mascots in all of baseball. And every time I go to Chase Field, I, I got to make sure I meet the unit because... It's just spectacular. And when he wins that race, it's like so good. You know, it only makes sense when he wins the race. He cheats and wins. And I'm I'm here for it with the chase. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not a race that there's not cheating. Right. Let's be honest. Not with mascot any, races. You have a big head mascot race. Like, yeah, you've got to. <laughs> yeah, they have um, they have Randy Johnson, Mark Grace, Luis Gonzalez. And for some reason, I can't remember the other guy. It's Corbin Carroll right now. The fourth one isn't Corbin Carroll. It was last time I was there. It was Corbin Carroll. When when were you there last, Brig? 
Uh, last season, Brad. <laughs> it looks like it looks like Corbin Carroll. That's what I'm saying. It's like it wasn't Corbin Carroll. It uh, looks I, like Corbin Carroll. <laughs> it's not though. It's not. I know it's not. But You're okay. Not so Carroll. I have Randy Johnson on my Mount Rushmore as well. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> this, I can't believe. Like I didn't realize that he won four straight Cy Youngs in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety nine through two thousand two. Like that's bananas. And then he finished second in two thousand four. Yeah, like it's and obviously as a Mariners fan, I am a huge Randy Johnson fan. I love the dude in Seattle. I really like the dude in Arizona. And as a Mariners fan, I was a little bit upset when he went in as a Diamondback. But then like really looking at at his performance and how things went for him in Arizona, it's like, yeah, he, he didn't really have a choice. <laughs> like like super duh right and he even went back to arizona after two years in new york went back to arizona for 2007 2008 seasons before he retired as a giant yeah so really loved it there still lives in the phoenix area by the way show not that's how much he loved it here is that he stuck around um but world series mvp on the only diamondbacks team to win the world series You've got to put him Forget on. Forget about it. No. <laughs> yep. All right. Since we overlapped, which we always do, which is always, always. Awesome, uh, you should go ahead with your next one. Okay. My next guy uh, played the same time period as Randy Johnson for the Diamondbacks. He has a broken bat in the Diamondbacks Museum <laughs> out in center field because he has. The most important moment in franchise history where he hit a single up the middle off Mariano Rivera to win game seven, walk off and win game seven of the World Series, Luis Gonzalez. I don't have to talk to you. <laughs> That's fine. I'll talk about Luis Gonzalez. He's a five-time all-star. Obviously, like I said, 2001 World Series champion. Um, he was the only times he was an all-star was with the diamondbacks. Um, and he won us and he won a silver slugger in 2001. So it's like, it's almost like fitting that he was the guy that they wanted up in that situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So I don't know. And Luis Gonzalez could have almost just been a bum the rest of his career. It still made Mount Rushmore for making that, like getting that base hit up the middle, right? One it's like only. Yeah. The next year he hit a buck fifty and played in forty-two <laughs> games because he just couldn't get his his head right, right? He's still playing with the World Series hangover. He'd still be on the Mount Rushmore because, like I said, yeah. the most important play in franchise history goes to Luis yeah. Gonzalez. Of course, that's not what happened though. He didn't have a hangover the very no, next he season. didn't. No, he was he balled out again. He's an all-star yeah. and he, yeah. Hit 288 with what? How many homers? Because that's what he did. 28 homers? Yeah, 28. I'd take it. 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, he's on my list too. He was he was my next guy. <laughs> I figured he would be. <laughs> yeah, and he has his number retired as well, which is a good Yeah, he and I Randy Johnson are the only two dudes. They're only two other than Jackie Robinson. The, the right. cool thing about it, he won. he's a home run derby champion as well. Which I think mm-hmm. often goes overlooked. And that's back when the home run derby was formatted very differently than it is today. But he still right. is a home run derby champion. Uh, it, and, you know, his whole career, he spent eight years in Arizona, seven with Houston, and then 
a little bit of time a few other places, but he spent the most time in his career in Arizona. And you're right, dude. Out of that 19 years, it all came down to one absolutely iconic moment that is either the greatest moment in your <laughs> fan's life or one of the worst. Either way, it's huge. It's heavy. The thing that's, like, to me, the craziest about the whole thing was that the Diamondbacks beat the team of destiny. Yeah. Right? That the Yankees yeah. were the team of destiny. That they went through it. The Yankees beat the 116 win. Seattle Mariners is like, oh, if they beat the Mariners, they can beat anybody. There's, there's no way anybody's beating them, especially after everything with 9-11. This is yeah. the team. It's their year. They're the team of destiny. And then the Diamondbacks beat them yeah. with a single up the middle. Right over Derek Jeter's head. Right over Derek Jeter's head like, with a broken bat. With a broken bat, it blooped. It went just out of reach over. And Jeter's you know what's? I wonder if he had barreled that ball up, if it had just been a line out to center field. For sure, dude. For sure, I could see that. Yep. Oh, anyway, terrific. He had a great career, but that moment just is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crystal. I don't. I I bet you he doesn't buy drinks for himself anytime he comes to Phoenix. Oh yeah, dude. No, there's way. no way. No way. <laughs> no. Did chance. you know he batted left and threw right? Uh, yeah, and I think it makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. there you see, like especially, I feel like a lot of guys come over from Japan doing that because they, I'm sure, they mm-hmm. teach him to bat left-handed. Because yeah. there's there's a thing with you know you face more right-handed pitchers, you want to be a left-handed batter, and then as a right-handed thrower, you're more available around the field around which I the think field is cool. yeah yeah he played left field so that makes a lot of sense yeah all right man okay go ahead with your next i, th- I don't my, think we need to take a break. go ahead with your next yep what you need to take a break now or then after no this no, no i don't think i don't think we need one i think we're rolling along let's go oh, ahead. okay that's how i feel too okay cool 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 all right uh which one do i want to go with okay i'm gonna ah uh, i hate that i'm gonna <laughs> do this I'm going to do this to you. This guy has an MVP. He's a seven-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glover, five-time Silver Slugger. Okay? The dude has a 67.1 war over his career Mm -hmm. so far. Okay. He spent eight years with the Diamondbacks until he moved to st louis this is yeah, paul goldschmidt yeah yeah paul goldschmidt had some of not only his best seasons in arizona but some of arizona's best seasons were with paul goldschmidt kind of after the the it was like the era. next generation it's yeah. the next generation thank you that was yeah. really well said yeah so anyway i don't think because they're such a young team and because there's such limited amount of history, I think it's it's harder to dig that deep that far back and get a guy who had more impact on the on the on the field and for the franchise than this this coming generation like Paul Goldschmidt was part of, or that second sort of round of mm-hmm. all stars. So I got to give it to, to Goldie. You just have to, my opinion. I think it's I think it's fitting. I think it works. Um, you know, I think I remember. I think I talked about this on the show, like when we were getting ready to move down here to Arizona. That I was like, yeah. I was super excited because I was like, yes, I'm going to get to watch Paul Goldschmidt 
and then they traded him like right yeah. before we moved. And I was like, what the crap, man? Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> so mad. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> still haven't gotten to see him. Yeah, yeah. I was that yeah. still bugs me <laughs> in case you haven't noticed. Yeah, but... <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really wanted to watch Goldie, but yeah, I haven't gotten to. And the D backs haven't really been good until this year, but. No, I think that's a worthy, a worthy selection. You, you again in the in that museum, you can see his silver slugger awards and his gold glove. Yeah, yeah. I think he has his gold, got his gold glove. I don't know. I know you can see his silver sluggers in that museum. It's it's really yeah. Cool. He does. He he's a gold glove winner with Arizona in mm-hmm. 2013, 2015, 2017, and uh, another silver slugger. The silver sluggers are in 13. 15 17 and 18 all with arizona so yeah yeah super cool solid pick i like it i like it but we don't overlap on goldie (laughs) we might we might though because there's more (laughs) (laughs) so i still have one left (laughs) well i'm saying on goldie we're not going to overlap oh okay okay so i have so I have uh, somebody who has spent the majority, the vast majority of his career. He's traded to the Diamondbacks uh, after spending two years in Seattle. It's Cattell Marte. Oh, yeah. And so in Seattle, like we fans loved yeah. Marte. Loved For him. Sure. Like yeah. I was really upset when they traded him after the, the 2016 season. And this is the reason why is because mm-hmm. you saw him in 2019. He finished fourth in the MVP voting. And was an all-star. Ever since then, he has kind of been up and down. They put him out in the outfield for a little while. He played a little bit outfield this year, but mostly he's back to second base, yeah. which means that he's back to himself. But his impact, despite being a very good player in the regular season, his impact is felt in the postseason. 100%. All the dude does is get on base. You put I, that guy in leadoff position, you know he's going to get on base for you at least once, probably twice a game, because that's what he's done. The the only time in his career that he has not gotten on base during a postseason game was Game Five of the World Series this year, when the Diamondbacks lost to the Rangers and the series ended. Yeah. Every other game he's played in the postseason, he's gotten on base. It's what it's like. It didn't. It didn't come up like I thought it would. I want to say it's like seventeen games, something like that, which is a bananas hitting streak only in the postseason for yeah. it to be that many games in a row to get on base. Um, I think that had the Diamondbacks been able to pull it off this year and beat the Rangers, he'd have been the MVP. Yeah, I agree. He was he was your NL NLCS MVP this year for very good reason, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think he's he's my third guy when it all gets, comes down because he's only twenty nine. He's got a lot. He's thirty years old. Just barely turned thirty. Coming into his thirty year old season in twenty twenty four, he's got a lot of time left ahead of him even after he has slowed down and lost his range as a second baseman he can be a dh and be a very a very good one very very good and so i very think he's got a lot good. of years left in arizona signed for sure through 2027 and i think he's going to be continue to be a centerpiece on this team next to corbin carroll so yeah i, I think Marte, when it comes down to it absolutely he's going to deserve that one of those spots on, on the mount rushmore because of the significant role he's going to have what he's had and then what he will have going forward i could i can dig that i can totally dig that well cool 
Yeah, that's not how I feel, but I can see what that's fine. Saying. You don't have to feel <laughs> I'm that just way. Kidding. I'm just kidding. That is how that is how I feel. <laughs> so and who's I your like, fourth? Who's your fourth? My this might be a little controversial. Okay. And I don't care because I'm here for it. I'm gonna go with a guy who had a terrific run. Short run. But terrific. Seven seasons total. Not just with Arizona, but his whole career was only seven seasons long. In that time, he won a Cy Young Award and was an all-star three times. In that time, he he accumulated a 31.1 war. He has a lifetime ERA. Again, all with Arizona and only seven seasons is 3.27. Okay. He started 198 games over that uh, period. This is Brandon Webb. Mm. Brandon Webb, again, was in that second generation following the World Series. He showed up in 2003. He was with them through 2009. It's kind of hard to count 2009 uh, based on the amount. He only played one game, so let's give him all the way to 2008. Injuries derailed what would have been just a spectacular long-term career, but still the numbers are just incredible for what he was able to put together in seven years. And I think he was a bright spot in some dark spot, dark times for the diamondbacks. And because of that, I think he's as worthy as anybody for a Mount Rushmore spot. It's a solid pick. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's interesting when when you have a guy who spent that short amount of time not just with a team but in the big leagues and have that much of an impact. Yeah, it's crazy. It's super crazy. And I I was I hesitated to go with Brandon Webb because yeah. of how short his career was and because of you know uh, the time that he played with the team and what the team's history was like at that point. But mm-hmm. I I just. I couldn't find anybody I liked better. That's part one. And part two was I couldn't find anybody who I liked better that was also as consistently impactful. Yeah, I get that. So I, yeah, it was tough though. That's, that's tough. Yeah, I'm just I dying to hear it. who your last one is. Okay. So <laughs> I did this last one a little bit differently. So the three, the three that I have, you can like, you can carve those and you can set them in stone for okay for the mount rushmore but the fourth okay. one you you, you got to leave it blank for now agreed okay but, I feel you. but it is reserved it is reserved okay. yeah pending the yeah. rest of corbin carroll's career i okay so my i see what you did there and <laughs> let me just state for the record that i totally agree with you and if I had known we were going to bend the rules, Brad, that's exactly what I would have done. The rules are rubber, Brig. Come on now. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I Seriously, though, you are spot on. So if you've been living under a rock, Corbin Carroll <laughs> is an absolute baller. He is so good. And we, yeah, like, if you're new to the show, we were singing Corbin Carroll's praises starting in the preseason, starting in like spring training last year. Yeah, the spring training. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
he had an outstanding year. Rookie of the year. Brady, he finished fifth in the MVP voting this year. I know. I did not rookie. realize that. Is, and if, he was an all-star did, collection. And he was an all-star. Yeah. He led the NL in triples with 10 of them. And that feels actually low. I feel like yeah, he that got isn't... more. Right? <laughs> but he hit 25 home runs and he stole 54 bags. Yeah. I think he's the only rookie to ever do that. 54 bases. I mean, just to hit 25 bombs and still 54 bags. Like that. And he, he put together a 5.4 war just this season. Yes. Yes, he did. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But so in eighties, what? 187 games. His career war is already 6.6. Yeah. 6.6. Yeah. He played in uh, 32 games in 2022 and put up a 1.2 war yeah okay check this out uh how many games 180 what 187 total games guess how many hits he has 188 Uh, the dude is damn near automatic brad i know i know it and that's the thing that's crazy about him he he only got he got got caught stealing five times this year, break five times. I don't wow. remember Corbin Carroll getting caught stealing five times. The fact that we're like, shut up! He got caught stealing ever, and it ever. was only five. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got elite speed. He might be the fastest guy in Major League Baseball. If not, he's very very close to guys like Ellie De La Cruz, Fernando Tatis, and Julio Rodriguez is actually slow compared to him. Which is I will say bananas. that. It is bananas because Julio is lightning fast. And there is something different. Like, you know, when you watch guys live and you're like, oh, yeah, he's better than everybody else. You're like, whoa, that's Corbin (laughs) Carroll. When you watch him, when you watch him play live, like I watched him chase down a ball. It's like the fifth game of the season or something like that. I watched him chase down a ball in the right field corner. I was like, yeah, he's better than everybody else here. And it is better than they said he was. Because when yeah. you're in person, the rumor mill gets challenged in person, and you're like, "What?" It does. Uh, well, yeah, because it's like, it's like, because at that point it was still like, "So who's this guy?" Yeah, who's that dude out there? This kid that they paid a bunch of money to? Because he was 22 yeah. this year. Totally. You know, and so, <laughs> yeah, he's the real deal. He's a legit pickle, as I say. He's a and legit pickle. <laughs> he's the real deal, Brig. He's the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> And he will continue uh, to be. I'm when his career is over. If he's not a Diamondback for life, yeah, then they will wrong. have done something horribly wrong for this franchise, the totally. fan base, everything. And when he is, when it's all said and done, he deserves that fourth spot. But the fact that he has only played 187 games, barely has more than a year of service time, you can't carve it in stone yet because there's a lot to be. There's a lot that has to go on still. And yeah, a lot. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that could potentially go wrong because I don't want to jinx anything. But that's right, for sure. Get it in. Throw it on up there. Yeah, but he's he's going to be a Mount Rushmore guy when he's done. Yeah, yeah, hands I, down. I think so. I I totally agree with you. Sorry, I, I gonna... <laughs> gush over this dude every time I go to a game. By the way, Brig. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever he's on the telly, I'm like, guys, shut up and watch. Listen, this is the guy. Church is on. Stop. Just church. <laughs> the pastor's giving his sermon. I'm sorry. That was... 
I just ran with that one. Anyway, okay. baseball so, family. I'm gonna so hold on before we now. before we throw this out to the baseball family. Let's see what Chat GPT has to say about the yeah. Diamondbacks Mount Rushmore. We did this with the Brewers, and I thought it was fun and it sparked yes. some conversation. Um, so Brig, I think you will like what Chat GPT has to say. Okay. Because the four has Randy Johnson. It says a dominant left-handed pitcher. Johnson was a key figure in the Diamondbacks 2001 World Series Championship. He won mm-hmm. four consecutive Cy Young, Cy Young Awards with the team and is a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Luis Gonzalez. Gonzalez had a memorable career with the Diamondbacks, highlighted by his game-winning hit of the 20, of 2001 World Series. He's one of the franchise's all-time offensive leaders. There Super duh. Paul Goldschmidt, a six-time oh! star and fan favorite. Goldschmidt was a cornerstone player for the Diamondbacks during his tenure with the team, known for his offensive and defensive prowess. Number four, Brig. You went four for four with Chad GPT. I Brandon did? Webb. Webb oh. was a standout pitcher for the Diamondbacks, winning the Cy Young Award in 2006. He played a crucial role in the team's success during that era. Told you. Okay, now but it listen. does say it does say look out for Corbin Carroll because he is going to be the cornerstone for the franchise for the next fifteen years and will end up taking over Brandon Webb's spot. Oh no, that's not what it says. That's yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, he will. That's all true though. Here's the deal though. Um, oh, I lost it. I was gonna say something funny. It's gone. <laughs> anyway, sorry. The baseball family, let us know yeah, what you good. think about the Arizona Diamondbacks Mount Rushmore. Yes. Was there anybody we left off? Did I jump the gun with Corbin Carroll? Um, let no. Brig know that he's right with Brandon Webb because that is a solid pick. <laughs> That's legit. Yeah. That's it's okay pick. if it's not. You can say that too. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you can say that he's wrong. But I don't think baseball it's a bad family. pick. Listen, no. don't forget to like and subscribe. Rate and review the show anywhere it's possible. It does us a whole lot of good if you'll hit the like button. If you share it with your friends, that's also great. And if you're watching us on the YouTube machine, that is a, the perfect place to hit the follow button and ring that bell because uh, we're putting out stuff all the time. So Pretty much it. every day. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we, we clip the episode into bite-sized pieces if you don't have time to sit and watch or listen to the whole thing. So you can get those every single day. We also have shorts if you just want to watch like a few seconds. It's there for you, but make sure, like Briggs said, hit the subscribe button and the bell so you don't miss a darn thing. And with that, baseball family, thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.